0: it was a hard one personally professionally this year it was a hard one it was a hard one and i would love to not say it was hard i I, but i think that is a disservice hello my friend welcome to steam scenes the podcast where romance authors talk about writing the naughty bits i'm your host al greco and i'm also a contemporary romance author mostly rock stars, uh, one rom-com thrown into the mix. Um, so this is a bit of a departure episode. Um, it's kind of a look back at 2022 and a look ahead to 2023, maybe like a little look ahead to 2023. I'm not a prognosticator, um, nor do I play one on this podcast. Um, there will also be a little steam thrown your way because this is Steam Scenes after all. And my word for 2023 is going to be courage. Do you do that? Do you do words? I I usually don't. I don't do resolutions because I always feel like that's, I, I'm like setting myself up for failure because I do resolutions very, very poorly. Um, kind of like goal setting. Or like I'm not good at setting goals. I'm not good at resolutions. But then I heard... Somebody the other day talk about like a word doing what's your word for the new year? And I was like, oh, all right, that seems a little bit better. That seems like something I can kinda hang my hat on, so to speak. So um I I like that. So I think I'm gonna do a word this year. And my word again for 2023 for the people in the back is going to be courage. Okay. How did we get from steam to the word of the year? Let me explain. Um, Well, first, I think particularly in really any business, but I I feel like in the book business in particular, it takes a lot of courage to admit that 2022 was a hard year. Um, There's a lot of fake it till you make it going on. And I am a total believer in envisioning the life you want for yourself I completely believe that um you know you kind of close your eyes and you sort of look at your look at the future you want until it becomes that future but you know what sometimes shit just doesn't go your way and 2022 did not go my way like really even a little bit so Here's the catch. I love the pandemic. I know I've talked about it on the podcast before, um, but I'm just going to like throw it out there and be really, really clear about it. The pandemic was amazing for me. Um, I was able to focus on my writing for the first time, um, like ever, um, because my my industry, I do or I did entertainment and live entertainment mostly in New York City completely dried up no more work um so I actually had time to focus on my writing I was working on doing a rapid release of my Rockstar series um and I think at the time I had one book finished or just about finished one book nearly finished and then a third book going to be finished but definitely not quite as ready as the others um and I was sort of a year away from publishing um and then pandemic happened and I fast tracked everything and that was really great I mean what was also great is there was a social safety net in place um I was able to collect unemployment so I was not as panicked about oh my god how are we gonna live um you know so that was really nice and so I was able to do the thing that I loved and I was able to do it full time But now we're rolling into 2021 and 2021 happened and I, uh, you know, unemployment benefits dried up, um, which of course, like that can't go on forever, but my industry did not come back. And so I ended up taking a part-time job as a magazine editor locally, and I absolutely loved it. Um, It's actually one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. Um, Shout out to Elise and Abby. I loved working with the team at... Providence Media. I loved uh, writing the stories uh, and and pitching stories and just being in that magazine environment, which I hadn't been in a very, very long time, not since the very beginning of my career. And so it was great to get back to that. And like, I was a full-time writer. I'm writing my books. I'm doing the magazine work. Um, it was awesome, but it was part-time. So what I was hoping for, I gave myself a year. And what I was hoping for was that between the part-time work and continuing to release books by you know by the end of 2022 i would have a sustainable income and so that was what i went into 2022 hoping for and it didn't really work out that way so I started picking up some freelance jobs I was doing freelance news writing for Tasting Table I started doing some freelance PR because the industry started to kind of come back to life in New York so I was picking up freelance gigs here and there but man it was a lot of really like a lot I had my my fingers in a lot of different industries right so I had um I was like doing local lifestyle writing. I had my hand in food writing. I still had a hand in live entertainment. So it was kind of wild to sort of like be like really, really scattered. And I wasn't counting on how that would kind of, you know, the transition between one industry to the other throughout the day was actually a little bit harder than um I envisioned it being I thought well I can just put the magazine work aside and then now I'm a news writer and then I can put the news writer aside and now I'm anyway it was it was tricky it was it was a lot to juggle and it was a lot to manage and um and I also had the three, three releases scheduled while also doing this podcast um, I had Free Falling, the fifth book in the LA Rockstar series, Groom's Day Prophecy, which was the kickoff to a new small town rom-com series, and then Vegas Wonderland, um, also part of LA Rockstars, and that was the holiday novella that was just released. Um, So Free Falling went gangbusters. That was a fantastic release and I was really really stoked for Grooms Day because I felt like this was probably the most two market book I'd ever written. The cover was Chef's Kiss. I was really excited about um about releasing that book and then you know shoring up my courage again because that's my 2023 word of the year. Grooms Day tanked. It absolutely tanked. Um, Not critically, it was probably my best received book in terms of reviewer response. But financially, it was an absolute disaster. I have not had a new book release like that ever. Not when I launched uh my el greco name with romance writing and the first rock star series not when i released my very first urban fantasy back in like 2014 um that those first releases were better than the groom's day release i do not know what happened i to this day do not know what happened it is such a mind fuck for me that I'm still kind of going I don't know where I went wrong I don't know where I went wrong um, and it really kind of hurt because I was so proud of that book like it was one of those books where I was like yes yes this is the book this book is like exactly what it needed to be and it just and it just didn't hit like for whatever reason it just didn't hit. Um, And then Vegas, you know, on the heels of Grooms Day, Vegas did slightly better. Um, Of course, it did better. I mean, it was part of an existing series that readers loved. But at 99 cents, I knew it wasn't a moneymaker. That was kind of really for uh, for my fans. You know, it was very much fan service because everybody loves Vivian. I love Vivian. Um, And I knew that readers wanted her her story. And so I was like, yeah, let me let me let me start off her story here with this novella and again really great reception um people who who the reviewers who read it loved it and I'm super super proud of that book but once again like not the best release I've ever had which again was a surprise and I know 2020 was a hard year for a lot of authors we you know talk about it amongst ourselves we never say so publicly I think with the world coming back after COVID um, you know, nobody wants to sit at home and read anymore. Y'all want to go out and go to dinner with friends and do social things. And I totally get it. Um, you know, we were shut up on our, on our own for so long that it makes sense. You want to like burst out and see the wide, wide world. But I guess, um, I just kind of, I don't know. I guess I wasn't thinking about, definitely wasn't thinking about that, uh, with releasing the books and, and all of that, but um, I guess I also figured that we would retain some readers or maybe that would be a slower build, but anyway, whatever it is, um, you know, my sales continued to slope and I have a kid in college, I have expenses, I have middle age expenses. Um, so, you know, with all the freelancing I was doing and everything else, Um, It was just financially unsustainable. So at the end of this year, a couple of weeks ago, right before Thanksgiving, I took a staff position working in higher ed. Um, It's been a wild transition, guys. It's been a wild one and it's been a hard one. And, um, you know, not going to lie, 20 plus years working from home. Uh, To now having a two-hour daily commute, um, going to a different office, not having my kitchen right downstairs, so I have to think about what am I packing for lunch, Um, you know, uh, there's like I don't want to pay $3.50 for coffee every day or tea, so what am I bringing to the office, Um, I actually have to like get dressed in something, like I can't like roll up to my desk in my jammies anymore or like my yoga pants, you know. And my gym, by the time I get home, like my gym is closing, like I can't, so I might have to join a new gym. I'm still kind of on the fence about that. So it's been a really weird transition for me and I'm definitely enjoying the work. Um, It's super challenging. um, It's a whole new industry for me. Um, There's a lot of, uh, a, a lot, it's, you know, media facing. So I'm still pitching stories, which I love. Um that sort of like speaks to the gambler in me, um, because it is, uh, you know, when you do land a really great story, it is sort of like the rush of being at a gaming table and, um, and winning the jackpot. Um, so you get that sort of like dopamine hit or adrenaline rush or whatever it is. Um, but you know, I have to say it's, it's, it is leaving me much less time to do the work that I love, writing interviewing telling stories both mine and other people so that's like a huge transition to me and trying to figure out where everything i do kind of fits up that you know fits into that don't worry i love this podcast it is not going anywhere um and i've had i have so many interviews banked i'm good to go um because i definitely need to find new interview time slots and and you know now it's going to look like it's going to be saturdays instead of fridays um but, but anyway, the point is um, this isn't going anywhere, uh, but I do have to rethink my life and rethink how things fit and I have to be okay with doing 250 words a day or 500 words a day and, that's, and have the 500 words look like a good day um, because right now I'm not because I was doing 1,000, 2,000, sometimes 5,000 words a day and you know I just can't do that and, and like not drop dead. Like I, I'm, I'm an old lady guys, I'm I'm an old lady. I can't stay up all night like I used to. (laughs) But you know, I think, I think, and this is where courage comes back. I think 2022 scared me. Um, I should have made the so-called big moves in 2022 because I had a big goal, right? Again, goal setting, not my strong suit. And that big goal was to make the bulk of my income as a fiction writer. Oh my God. Starry eyes, starry eyes. Um, I, You know, knowing that that was a big goal, I should have spent more money on advertising. I should have launched my steamy writing class. I should have monetized this podcast. Um, These are all things that I wanted to do. But when it came down to doing it, I don't know. It was like imposter syndrome took over or something. And suddenly I was terrified. Um, You know, and the one thing that I did do, the one thing I did to pull me out of my comfort zone was... um, I tried to get myself booked on other podcasts. Oh my God, what a miserable failure uh, that was. So um, not only did I not get myself booked on podcasts, the podcasts I did get myself booked on, those episodes never aired. So I did these interviews. The episodes never came out. Um, I was like, oh my God am I a bad guest? Like I, I have a I do my own podcast. Am I, I can't be that bad of a guest. But anyway, the whole thing left me completely deflated to try anything else, and particularly as my sales waned. Like I was like, oh my God, I must suck. It's just, I suck. Um, you know, imposter syndrome just takes over and, and I'm not going to lie. I, I really contemplated giving up the ghost. I, I was thinking about it. I was like, mm. Maybe I should just stop and, you know, just do this for me, you know, tell my stories for me as I kind of, you know, go back to all of those unwritten, like half-assed, like a paragraph here of this story, a couple pages here of that story just clogging up my, you know, my drafts folder, right? Um, so it's been, it's been hard. 2020, 2022 has been really, really tough. I mean, of course, there were things in 2022 that I absolutely loved, um, like doing this podcast. Loved that. Love connecting with other authors and talking about all of their naughty bits. Um, I especially loved doing this podcast live at Fall in Love New England. That was probably the highlight of my year. Um, a lot of people came the room was full, which I was always, I was kind of like, oh, maybe three people will show up like my three friends. Um, and, and, and it ended up being a really full house of people that came and listened to me and Lisa Alec talking about her books and her pirate and writing about pirates and writing about sexy pirates and, and pirates having sex. And I read a steamy scene in front of people which was really, really great because talk about pushing myself out of my comfort zone, right? Like I can do this in the privacy of my own house, in my office. You know, I don't even, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know, I don't even do the interviews like on video or Skype so that we don't have to look at each other because it is awkward, right? Like reading, you know, reading the naughty bits is awkward and and being an author is awkward to have somebody have have somebody like read your words back to you. So Lisa was a huge, huge good sport with that too, to sort of like be in a room full of people with me sitting, you know, on the other side of the table from her and, um, and reading her words. And, and she, she was great. And it was actually just a really phenomenal experience. And I'm looking forward to doing more live podcasts. Um, that's definitely something, uh, in the, in the books of, of like a desire of mine and a goal. (laughs) Ha 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 goal i said the word goal is uh to do it again and i will absolutely be back to fall in love new england uh october 2023 and hopefully they will accept my proposal again to do another steam scenes live so um something y'all can look forward to especially if you're in the new england area or want to travel here to do a little leaf peeping um it's a good conference to come out for i really enjoy myself there it's one of my favorite conferences to do um and of course um I was at Romanticon, which is very different. It's only one day. It's just signings. Um Fall in Love New England is over two days and there are a lot of panels and a lot of reader and author interaction, which is really, really awesome. Um Romanticon is very much set up your tables, sell your books, sign your books. Um, but it's still really great. And there were so many people um, who attended and it was really fantastic meeting all sorts of new people um, and, and authors too who were in my sort of section. Um, it was super fun. And I will also be there again this year, which is in July. So I loved the in-person conferences. I'm looking to do more. So if you have any within driving distance of Rhode Island, let me know. I'm not quite ready to get on a plane and ship all the heavy, heavy books. Um, because these are definitely, um, you don't make your money back on these. Um, not even a little bit and that's totally fine. But, um, right now I need to just kind of watch the outflow since things have been so financially tricky for the past couple of years. Um, but, uh, I do love doing the in-persons, so uh, if there are any conferences that are happening near you within driving distance, um, I'm all ears. I want to hear about them. And I'm also incredibly proud of the books that I released. Um, Free Falling was a hard one to write. It was deeply, deeply personal, um, dealing with a very, very difficult topic, uh, the me too, hashtag me too, um, and sexual assault. and it came out really, really beautifully and the response to it was extraordinary. Um, and Groom's Day was my palate cleanser and it was super fun to write and I think it's a super fun read and I do wish more readers had um, had had read it, I, I, miss, I wish more people had read it. Um, so I think, I think I might pull it out of KU. So if you've been on the fence about reading it, download it, get it on your KU now um, because I am thinking about pulling it out of KU and going wide um just to see how it does uh in in some different markets and um and and yeah so i'm thinking about doing that but it was a hard one personally professionally this year it was a hard one it was a hard one and i would love to not say it was hard i, I but i think that is a disservice i know a lot of authors Listen to this podcast and, you know, if you feel like you see, you know, we see all the the celebratory social media posts about, you know, I'm a six-figure author this year and yay and this is what I did and or, you know, and keep believing yourself, keep going, you can do it and like I get it and I'm so happy for those authors and I appreciate hearing about it because it makes me feel like, yeah, okay, maybe I can make a living from this like you know if this person can and that person can then yeah I can make a living from my books someday but when you've had as difficult of a year as I did or like maybe maybe you had a worse year maybe it wasn't quite as difficult but it still wasn't the year you wanted you know. I feel like we don't hear from people because it's embarrassing and nobody wants to admit like, oh, you know, the shit didn't work, you know, um, especially not in such a public forum. I think privately, you know, one on one I can I've been having conversations with other authors and we're sort of saying the same thing like, man, my my sales just like hit a cliff in August. And, and that seems to be like August, September seems to be when everybody's sales hit that cliff and just completely dropped off and you were just like wait what happened where'd my sales go um because that's exactly what happened to me and i know it happened to a few other authors and it quite possibly happened to you um and in which case like i i just feel like you know what nobody talks about that part of it nobody talks about The hard bit. I mean, you know, and I know like hard bit, it's hard showing up on TikTok, so I don't do it. Uh, You know, it's hard sustaining a full time job and an author career and constantly rapid releasing or constantly releasing. I don't know that I'm going to release a book this year. I'm going to be very, very honest. I don't know because, you know, something's got to give. I don't have a huge backlist, but I have a backlist Um, and I have a podcast that I really enjoy doing. So I'm not giving up this. Um, And I am going to be writing in fits and starts. And like I said, I'm hoping for, I'm really hoping for 250 words a day, but that does not make for, um, you know, a quick release. So I might not release a book this year and I have to be okay with that. Um, and also hope that, you know, my readers stick around and hope that my readers are patient with me. And I, I love my readers and I'm sure that, that they will be because they are awesome, awesome humans. Um. But it's still a little scary and it's a bummer. I like releasing books. I want to work on my books. This is what I want to do. This is this is the bit that I really, really enjoy. But I don't know that I'm going to have time for all of that. And so anyway, I I just kind of felt like we hear like we we hear so much of the successes and not much from the failures. And while I don't think like I don't want to say 2022 I was such a failure. But a lot of things didn't pan out for me this year, um, as as I envisioned. And part of it was the market, and part of it was my own imposter syndrome, part of it was my own lack of courage um of like not going for things in a big way of feeling discouraged um you know when like the one thing where i was like i'm gonna do a podcast i'm gonna pitch myself to a podcast every single month and like i said and then like i got a lot of no responses or turn downs um and then the ones that i did do interviews with just never the, the interviews never materialized so that was that's was such a bummer it was such a bummer um you know, and and that kinda of took the wind out of my sails for everything. So yeah, and I tried TikTok and it's still I'm still gonna keep trying, but it's just it's like I don't know, it doesn't feel like my natural habitat, but um, you know, we'll we'll keep trying, right? That's what we do. So courage, courage, twenty twenty three. Um and so since this uh this year, this new year is going to be about courage. I have to read a steamy bit from one of my books. Talk about awkward and then talk about it. Um, This totally makes me cringe, by the way, but I'm going to do it. So I am going to read a little bit um, of a steamy scene from Free Falling, which is book number one, two, three, four, five in the LA Rockstar series. It's the last book. This is a, or the last full length, Vegas Wonderland, is the prequel novella that just released in December. But um, Free Falling is Reese and and Baz's story, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna read a little bit from there. This, as I said, is a steamy moment from Free Falling, uh, ra- uh, Raz and Beast, <laughs> Reese and Baz's story, and just to set this up a little bit Reese has sort of been through this sort of unthinkable um experience where a record label executive uh sexually assaulted her she pressed charges and basically ruined her career in um you know she became a Hollywood pariah I think is actually what I called her in the book and um this is her kind of trying to deal with the aftermath of everything she's trying to get her career back um she's trying to yes yeah, trying to get her career back I mean that's her sole focus and things are not going well and then she meets Baz and um you know try as they both might there is an attraction there uh, that neither one can deny although they have tried a lot throughout the book and I kind of like keep accidentally writing these slow burns so um <laughs> this is uh you know they had a couple of uh false starts uh leading up to this first full sort of scene between the two of them uh you know partly because uh, he was holding back and then she was holding back and then you know they finally get together and obviously like if you've been assaulted you know the that first time after an assault is not easy and and she pulled away and and he and he was like yeah you're not ready we're not ready that's okay but this is not going to happen and so now um they've gotten together again and um and 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 they are going to they are going to get together now both of them know this is what they want and um and they're going to do it so okay I will I will read from this and please know that my cheeks are aflame I'm like wicked embarrassed but 2023 courage here we come He stalked toward me, removing his shirt as he approached. My heart fluttered at the sight of his muscles rippling under inked skin. It was too dark to make out the tats clearly, but I had memorized each drawing. Ear ear assassins spanning across his chest, just under his collarbone, a phoenix rising just under that, across his sternum, the names of his fallen bandmates, Chad and Tommy, just under that, a bouquet of skulls across his abdomen. He he lifted my shirt by the hem and drew it over my head. The soft fabric floated to the floor. Is this okay? His voice was low, gruff. His fingers traced a path along my shoulder while he waited for me to voice my approval. Yes, I said. He pushed one bra strap down and his lips brushed along my shoulder. He did the same to the other. I reached behind me and unhooked my bra, then slid out of it. He stepped back, taking me in. I closed my eyes not wanting to lose what I felt under his gaze. Beautiful, powerful. You good? Concern seeped into his question. My eyes snapped open. Yes. I unbuttoned my jeans, pushed them to my ankles and stepped out of them. My underwear went along for the ride and I stood before him completely naked, vulnerable. My legs trembled as his hand reached for me, sliding along my hot skin, stroking the side of my breast. His thumb grazed a nipple. I shivered as desire pulsed through me. He pushed me gently toward the counter. Lean back, baby. I obliged, my lower back resting against the cool surface. He dropped to his knees. His arms encircled my hips, and he peppered my lower stomach with soft kisses. I want you to come for me, he said, as his mouth slid lower. Is that okay? Too overwhelmed by desire to talk, I nodded. Need to hear it, Reese. Please, I whispered. That was all he needed. His firm tongue found my slit and glided up, landing on my clit in one delicious move. My hands reached behind me to grip the counter as I slipped my hips forward, giving him better access. That's it, he purred against me, sending more fire up through the sensitive nerve endings. My head tipped back and a moan escaped my lips. His tongue plunged into me before returning to my tiny pleasure point. I gripped the counter harder as his fingers teased my folds open, dipping in and sliding out, a delicious dance of desire that had me on the precipice of sweet relief. But it wasn't enough, no. I wanted him, all of him. I wanted to come around his cock, milk him with my muscles, take everything that he had to give me, and then take some more. I grasped him by the temples. He froze. He tipped his head back, his mouth glistening with my pleasure. Do you want to stop? I swallowed. No, I want you inside me. A finger slid into me again and I shivered as it teased its way just along my opening. I needed him to fill me, desperate for it even. Please. He nodded, kissing my sex once more before he climbed to his feet, his body scraping along mine as he moved. I reached for his jeans, popping each button until the fabric loosened around his hips. I pushed them down past his ass and his cock sprang free. I stared at him, its slight curve angling up to his stomach, and licked my lips. Babe, we gotta get into that loft. Now. I climbed the stairs with Baz right behind me, his hands on my ass. I giggled when his fingers started exploring me again as we ascended. Baz pushed the fluffy comforter aside, and we climbed into the low bed. He positioned himself on his back, pulling me on top of him. Want you on top, baby, he said. You wanna fuck me hard? You fuck me hard. You want it soft and easy? I'll love it that way, too. You wanna stop? You stop. He ran his thumb along my cheek. You're in control of this. I took a breath, closed my eyes. When I opened them, Baz held worry. We don't have to do this. I know, but I want to. Are you scared? I was scared, but not for the reasons Baz was likely thinking. This moment felt sacred. The two of us in a dimly lit cabin, the sounds of the ocean crashing just beyond the cliffs. There was no courtroom or trial no Gary, Gary Grimm, no Gwen, it was just the two of us, naked and vulnerable, and the second I straddled him, the second his hardness edged its way through my soft folds, in that moment he would know, I would know, that this had to be for keeps, because I wanted that more than anything. If I were forced to choose between Grimm going to prison for life or Baz and me being together for life, there was no question what I would choose. It would be Baz and me, and when he was inside me, he would know there was no way I'd be able to keep that feeling to myself. Okay, I'm gonna stop it there. A little bit of a tease, right? Um. So a lot going on in this scene between the two of them, right? Um. And and I kind of feel like maybe I I, I was I explained it too much, but that. There was a lot going on in her head. I mean, this was her moment, like her moment of certainty that she felt something, that she was in love with this human being and that um, she wanted to go the distance. And she knew that as soon as they had that moment together, um, he would know it too. And, and all of her secrets, you know, would come out in the act of making love, which is kind of exactly what happens um, <laughs> which is sort of great um but that was the thing holding her back it wasn't the assault anymore it wasn't all of those terrible things that you know happened after the assault that happened to her after the assault it was the fear of um oh my god he's gonna know he's gonna know i'm in love with him and what if he doesn't feel the same way it's almost normal right like like it's it's her it was it was reese's step toward being normal and 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 it was also here comes the word again um courage it took courage for her to be vulnerable with baz and and she she has the courage to do it and and she does it and of course, they have an incredible happily ever after. Um, they still have to work for it a bit, though. But um, but it is an incredible happily ever after. So and that was from Free Falling, um, an LA Rockstar Romance book five. And um, yeah, you can get it at Amazon. It's in Ku as well. So if you're a Ku reader, it exists there uh, too. So. I just want to thank you for taking this wild ride with me through 2022, even if it wasn't the best year for me. It was a great year for this podcast. I had incredible guests. Um, I had incredible listeners. I have incredible listeners. Um, and 2023 is uh, also looking to be a treat. I get to talk to a, not an author next time, this is in a first for me, I am talking to a bookstagrammer tangents and tissues is uh the bookstagrammer tangents and tissues is going to be the guest on the next steam scenes and we're going to be talking about um how she started bookstagramming what she loves to read uh about her favorite authors all sorts of stuff going on in that interview and um laura is just a wonderful wonderful human being and it was super fun to have that conversation with her um, you know, just and just to shake it up a little bit. So she is going to be my first interview for 2023. And then of course, the interviews will roll on from there. If you are a romance author, or you know one who you think I should interview for this podcast, and remember, it does not have to be steamy romance, it can be non-steamy. I know we don't like calling it sweet, but basically not sexually explicit. I enjoy talking to romance authors about how they write intimacy without writing explicitly because as you can see from the bit that I just read, super super intimate. Super intimate. Um but there wasn't a whole lot of sex going on there, right? Um a little bit of sex and there's a lot more sex going on after, but, uh, you know, just the, the, the act of intimacy, uh, how you write it is what really intrigues me. So, um, even if you don't write steamy, I want to hear from you. Um, probably going to start doing, uh, recordings on Saturdays. So if your Saturday is free, pop, uh, drop a line to me and let me know. You can find a contact link on steam scenes Pod dot com um and you can also follow me uh follow the podcast i should say on your favorite podcast uh listening app there are all sorts of links over on that website as well um and also if you could please do me a favor and rate and review this podcast i would so appreciate it um it helps other podcast listeners find uh, this podcast um a lot like the Amazon algorithms. That's, uh, I know that podcasts also rely on algorithms and I don't think that I can advertise the podcast because of the content. So, um, every little bit or- of organic stuff helps. So please, 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 uh, if you don't mind rating and reviewing the podcast, um, on your platform of choice, I would really, really appreciate it. Um, So that's all for now. Have a really safe and happy, happy new year. Um, And I will see you in 2023. It's our year of courage, y'all.